0: We have our speaker all the way from Kenya our brother Larry. And as he come and as he come with the word, we have just prayed, let the word of his mouth and the meditation of his heart, God, be acceptable in our sight because the word is a sharp and a two-edged sword. It let it pierce our hearts this morning. I welcome him from Kenya. He's a man who loves God, loves soul. He prays for NLH every week and he travails, he intercedes. So I want you on Nixalar to join with this man of God as I pray for him now. I want you to stretch your hands towards him. Pastor Larry, Reverend Larry from Kenya, all the way in Kenya. He sacrificed to come with us this morning and to give a word. So Father, we thank you. We thank you for your servant. We thank you God that he is your child and you will use him like never before. Let the words of his mouth and the meditation of his heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord God, and let it fall on good soil. And as we receive this word this morning, Lord, we're asking you, Father, that it will touch lives. It will pierce our hearts and it will divide everything that is preventing us from seeing you as the Lord of our lives. And as we walk with you this morning and walk with him in this message, God, our lives will be never, be, never, never what, what, like what it was before. We give you praise and we give you honor. And we say, come and take your place because you are here. You are in our space. Invade it and show up strong. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We welcome you, Pastor Larry. Let's put our hands together for the man of God as he delivers all the way from Kenya. There are no boundaries with God. We are all over Jamaica, all over the world. I was about to say Jamaica, Kenya, Fort Lauderdale, the United States of America. We are all over there. And little Jamaica, we welcome you, Pastor. It's your time. Thank you, Lord.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Ruth. Uh, Thank you for welcome. We thank God this time that he has given us a great and wonderful time to be in the presence of God. Once again, right from Kenya, we are receiving the word of God. Uh, there's this scripture which says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that cometh forth from the mouth of God. And We want to have the word of God this morning uh, because God is very faithful. When we come together, when we worship God, we minister to him. Then a the time comes, we listen to him. And so we are going to have the word of God uh, this morning. Thank you for, Pastor Ava, for also giving me this opportunity uh, to share the word of God with us uh, this morning. So I welcome all who are on the Zoom, together with Mixelar, I still welcome in Jesus' name. Amen. So before we, we listen to the word of God, I just want us to pray again, because God is faithful. The Bible says we pray without ceasing, so we can continue to pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Can we pray right now? Lord, we thank you and we bless you. We give you praise and we give you glory. Thank you for giving us yet a wonderful time that we can worship you, that we can fellowship with you because we were created by you and for you. And therefore, at the workmanship of your hands, we are here, that you may minister to worship and also to listen from you. And therefore, we thank you. Thank you for the prayers of your people. Thank you for the prayers of the servants. Right now, I yield myself unto you. I say like John the Baptist. I reduce that God, you may increase in me, that you may speak through me, that you speak to us in the name of Jesus. We pray that the media will be clear that God, we shall be able to listen or to hear one another. that your people may be able to listen to your word very clearly. And at the end of everything, we know that you will receive all the glory and all our praise. In Jesus name we pray, amen. Amen. When I prayed, brethren, I was led to speak about working with God. And as we know, if I may begin, we were created by him and for him. God created us for fellowship, that we may have fellowship with him, that we may commune with him, that we may be with him, that we may have a time with him. If I take us back from the book of Genesis, we see that God creating man and everything and he says, all is good. So he meant very well for us from the beginning. He meant it good for us But of course, each and every one of us knows from the fall of man that chaos came to being. But we thank God because God is so faithful. He doesn't leave his people like that. He works ways by which he's going to redeem them from chaos, from trouble. And you can imagine such God who created us and he wanted us to be with him forever, rejoicing, walking with him, communing with him in peace, in security. And so it was a good thing. But I just want to say this. After the fall of man, the chaos came, but God worked it out that he may redeem us again, that he may bring us back to him that you may walk with him again. I just want to say, I'm just giving an example that at a time like this, where we are having uh, the pandemic, which has swept the world. And God was reminding me in the book of Isaiah, chapter 60, he begins to say, Arise, shine, for the light has come, and the glory of God shall rise upon you. Then he continues to say, darkness shall come upon the earth, and it grows darkness. And I was telling the people in the church where I, was, uh, where I was ministering, actually, this morning again, that sometimes we believers are overtaken by things, yet we have God who is almighty, who knows everything. To us, many of us thought, didn't think such a like thing would come. But when we read the Bible, it tells that darkness and gross darkness shall overshadow the earth. And at a time like this, even the, the technologians, they don't know what they should do. It's only recently that they have produced the vaccines. And they are not sure whether we shall be uh, assured of uh, the immunity for a long time. But it says. At a time like this, arise for your light has come. We usually say that we are walking with God. This is a time the church should rise up and actually know the Lord God whom we are worshiping, the Lord God whom we are praising. We go to church every Sunday. We praise him. We exalt his holy name, but the actual thing is Have we come to a place whereby we really know our God? Because there's difference between knowing about somebody and knowing somebody. And therefore, I just want to say, we are, yes, we were created in darkness. Man is a spiritual being in him, but he has flesh. Our God is spirit. The Bible says in the book of John chapter four, that God is spirit and them that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. In fact, he's saying, the time shall come that the true worshipers shall worship their God. If he says there shall be true worshipers, then it means there are also false worshipers. Whenever we have an original thing, then it means we have also a fake thing. And therefore the question is, the true worshipers, where are they? Of course, we know that when we we are born again, we receive Christ as Lord and Savior in our lives. We become true worshipers. We are supposed to worship God in spirit and truth. Why? Because God is spirit. And he says those who worship him, must worship him in spirit and in truth. And therefore, it means that as far as we are concerned, we are supposed to be so-called spiritual in our lives. We have to be in the spirit. We have to walk by the Holy Spirit. We have to, to commune with the spirit. We have to be in line with the Holy Spirit. We have to be led by his spirit. And I want to tell you, brethren, because I've come to realize that quite a big part of the church, we have worked in ignorance ignorance for a long time. In fact, I was reading the word where he says that let Satan takes advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. That means that we should not be ignorant even of the devices of the enemy, because we have an enemy. The Bible talks it very well that as a roaring, a roaring lion, he moves here and there looking for anybody to devour. And he tells that we resist him. Brethren, even though many people wouldn't want to talk about the enemy, but indeed, we are fighting an enemy who is not a physical being, but is a spiritual being. And for us to be able to overcome, we have to walk in the spirit. We have to walk with the spirit of God. And this, in this sense, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Remember, brethren, before Jesus Christ went to heaven, he told his disciples, dare not go outside of Jerusalem or outside of your chamber before you are filled with power from on high. And therefore he meant that we as believers should not just go like that. We should, be, we should make sure that we are accompanied by the Holy Spirit. Because he knew that we cannot make it without the Holy Spirit. And therefore, this means that we should work with God now and then. The person who works with God means that he's working, he's he's being in harmony with God. It means that he's being led and guided by God. It means that he's, he's, he's in constant communion and fellowship with God. It means that he hears from God. God speaks to him. He hears from God. And he obeys the voice of God. A person who is working with God means that this person is experiencing a constant manifestation of God. What does it mean? He's working in the presence of God. Because when you work with somebody, he must be maybe at your side or something like that. In other words, you are together. You are working with him. And I want to say this. God is ready to work with his people. And I can say that those brethren, those people who have been working with God, and that's why the singer was singing, and he says that God will be with you even in times of trouble. The saints, they have been protected. And in fact, we have testimony this way. From the time the pandemic came, the saints have been working in divine health because God has wanted us to work in divine health. When we are working with God, it means there is a manifestation of God around us, and therefore I want to say, God purposed. The original plan of God was us to work with Him to have His manifestation around us. Wherever we go, we have the favor of God. God is working in us and through us, and brethren. People of the world see exactly what God is doing and they separate us. We have a difference between us and the people of the world. Moses said, if your presence will not go with us, then what difference shall we have with the heathens? And I'm amazed, I'm, and I'm, I'm so sorrowful I'm, I'm so pitiful to see that the church, their brethren who are speaking like the way the people of the world are speaking. The law of the spirit is different from the law of of the physicals. Because when people say, we cannot do it, the vocabulary of God says, with God all things are possible and I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And that's why brethren, through a hard way I've learned to work with God. I've learned to move in the presence of God. David says in the book of Psalm chapter 51, cast me not away from your presence. Do not remove your Holy Spirit from me. You see? He say, as the deer panted for the water brooks, so my soul longeth after thee, O God. Let me tell you one thing. The Bible says he was a man after God's heart. He knew that him without God's presence, he will be like nothing. He cannot do anything without God's presence. He knew that. He knew that he cannot make it without the presence of God. And therefore, dear brethren, this is a time. God is not overtaken by events. Whatever is happening in the world is bringing an alert to show us even this time when there'll be a lot of calamities in the world, still the man of God can walk shoulder high knowing the Lord God whom we're serving. We need to come to a point. We we are totally persuaded about our God. Let me tell you one thing, brethren. The Bible talks about this man who was called Elijah in the book of James, I believe, chapter 5. And he speaks to us very well. And he says, he was a human being like you and me. He was a human being like you, Pastor, and me. He was a human being like you, Ruth, and me. He was a human being like you, Karen, and me. He was a human being like you, Reverend Bold, and me. He had the same passion. He, 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 he could be hungry. Even you remember sometimes when he was chased by this evil woman who was called Jezebel. He was so discouraged and was even saying, Lord, if I should go out of this world, let me go. He has such passion. But listen to me. When you, re, you, you check the record of this man, he called fire from heaven, it came. When the other prophets were hidden in the caves, he was there alone contesting with the 450 prophets of Baal. You can just imagine. And therefore, it means when God talks to us and he says, this man was, ha, 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 had passions like, that, like us, and he tells us to pray, it means the same power which Elijah worked with, we can work with the same power. The same grace which Elijah worked with, we can work with the same grace. I'm telling you so far, many people have perished in this world because of the pandemic. Somebody was asking me and challenging us. I was somewhere and somebody was asking us, where is the church? And in fact, we answered him. He told us, We have heard that pastors can pray for people who are sick and they get recovery. Where are the pastors who are praying for for people to pray for these people who are suffering from COVID-19. And we told him, let them bring them to church and they will see the power of God. And I want to say this, a time has come for us to manifest that God may be manifested in us. But for us, To see the full manifestation of God, we must walk with God. We have to walk with God. What does it mean? It is a very simple thing. It means that we should walk in the presence of God. We 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 should move in the presence of God. Even even when we do ministry, people shall not be touched unless we... We, 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 we are possessed by, 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 by the spirit of God, unless the spirit of God works in us and through us. There was time I went somewhere and we preached, we were doing person-to-person evangelism and we were preaching to, to these to, to people in their house. They had the word of God, and they, but they told us, because there was somebody who was sick there, and they told us, we can get saved. We can, we can receive this Jesus we are talking about. But first of all, we want you to pray. We just want you to pray for this man. The man was paralyzed from the waist to the, to, to the feet. We want you to pray for this man. If he will stand here, then we shall receive Jesus. And so you we were challenged, and Well, I think we have never prayed for, for such a person. But we gather courage. When you encounter such like things, the Holy Spirit is so faithful. He makes sure that you gather courage. He gives you the boldness. And me and my brother, we say, let's pray because we are not the people who heal. We are not the ones who, are the, 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 the ones who have the power to heal. But Jesus is the healer. And we prayed for that man. In a, in, in, when we were shaking and so ignorant about what we were doing and things like that, uh, we were we very new in faith. You know one thing? That was one of the days God surprised us because this man stood up and began to walk. And those people received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in their lives. What am I saying? When we walk in the presence of God, when we are in the presence of God, when the presence of God is manifested in our lives, I'm telling you things become easier. That's why the Bible says in the book of Zechariah, chapter chapter 6, verse 4, It is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he tells them, do not dare to go preach without being filled with the power from on high. And you see, brethren, somebody like Peter, who was a very, very fearful person, because the time he was asked whether he knew Jesus Christ, he denied him three times. But when he was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, immediately he became bold. And the man who could not preach, he preached, and 3,000 souls came to the Lord. Our time has come. And I want to tell you this is our promise. Because he promised us we can come out of our cocoons, we can come out of our comfort zones. Because one of the things which is hindering us from moving in the power of God is that we want a lot of comfort, we want to eat a lot. We, want, we, we just want to relax. Let me tell you one thing. One pastor was, uh, was telling me, if you want to appoint leaders in your church, don't worry. You just call people for prayer. One week of prayer daily in the church. And you will see the people who have a passion for God. He was just giving an example. And so I want to tell you, I was telling the people in the church, why do we, have to spend two hours speaking with our friends, but we cannot spend even 30 minutes calling upon the name of the Lord continuously. You can find brethren are seated somewhere, gossiping, speaking about somebody for three hours and laughing, but gathering together to pray for one hour or two nonstop, I'm telling you it has become a problem. Tell people to fast. Oh, my. It will be a problem. One sister told me one day that, Pastor, if I begin fasting from morning, by 11, my stomach is trembling. I cannot continue. That's why I'm not fasting. And you see, there is no way you will fast and not feel hungry. So, even as I the last part of this message, because our time has gone, there are several pillars I don't want to leave before I conclude. These pillars will help us to be able to work with God. These pillars, number one, knowledge. Hosea chapter four verse six says, my people perish because of knowledge. When we talk about knowledge, we talk about knowing God. Daniel 11, I think. Those who shall know their God, they shall be strong and do exploits. And that's Paul Paul says, I'm not not satisfied. I want to know God even more. This is a a daily communion with him. And then you should know who you are in Christ. When you know that you are the child of God, you can walk in the presence of God. You can do exploits. Then I'm telling you that settles the matter. Number three, you should know the type of the enemy you are fighting so that you know which type of battle you are fighting. We have heard in the military that before they go and make warfare, they first of all send intelligence so that they may know the type of weapons the enemy has so that they may be able to prepare themselves. Number two, faith. The problem of today, church, is that we have unbelieving believers. We have faith to receive the finances, but we have no faith to receive healing. We have faith to receive maybe healing. Some have faith to receive healing, but they have no faith to to, to do some other things, to receive other things. Brethren, when I talk about faith, I'm talking about full persuasion. If there's such like English word, we should be persuaded about God. Fully persuaded that he able, that he can do anything, that we involve things possible. Number three, communion and fellowship. We must make sure that we commune with him on a continual basis. That means when you stay around fire, you will be hot. But when you stay around the refrigerator, you will be cold. So when you walk around with God, I'm telling you, you will speak like God. You will think like God. You, you will behave like God. Number four, obedience. Whatever God speaks, we must obey. Obeying his word. We have to obey his word. The, the rhema word and the logos word. How many times has God spoken to us, even sending us to go and preach somewhere to our neighborhood or someplace, but we say, surely this time I cannot go. How many times God wakes us up in the night and he tells us pray, but we we love sleep and we sleep. How many times has God told us, oh, go and see this sister, this brother, stand with them, but we neglect that voice. And we think it's somebody, maybe we are speaking, maybe it's our mind we speaking, which is speaking to us. Number five, set and raise your standard. Do not remain at one level. Continue to grow in faith, continue to grow in prayer. If you prayed 30 minutes now, begin to rise up and pray for one hour and continue to rise up and rise up know how to stay with God for quite and quality time because God loves our fellowship. Number six, persistency. This is the second last and I finish. Persistency. God loves so much. God loves everybody. But I'm telling you, God is fond of persistent Christians, people who are not seasonal. You are there persistently. One time I was getting discouraged because I was seeing, I, 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 I've, been, I, I've been praying, I've been doing the work of God, but things do not seem to be changing. And God was telling me, persist my son. At the end, you'll see the victory. And I learned to persist. Nowadays, I'm seeing che- things changing. Why? Because I obey the word of God, which, which he told me that I should persist and persist. Number seven, which is the last one for now. Sacrifice. We must sacrifice our time. We must sacrifice our our strength. We must sacrifice, oh my God, my God. We must sacrifice our schedule. And that's why many times when you saw people gave out sacrifices, God answered by fire. That means God is so much, he likes sacrifice. He loves people to sacrifice. And that's why we fast sometimes because we are sacrificing. We have to fast to sacrifice. I mean, that that is a form of sacrifice. That's what I mean. We have to sacrifice our property. You can see in the book of Acts of Apostles the way they used to do. And you can see how God worked with them. Oh, brethren, we come out of our cocoons, our comfort zone, if we want to see a greater manifestation of God in our lives. And we begin to have these pillars working in our lives. We obey his voice. We sacrifice. We commune with him. We have quality time with him, and we shall see God in our lives. And therefore, I want to tell you, when we walk with God, we shall see doors opening. We shall see the heathens coming. Today, I remember I was in the church. I entered in the church, and I was reaching out to somebody. I remembered uh, Minister Refa, uh, Refa uh, is it Refa, was speaking about to make list, and I was praying, and I was praying for people. And this time there was somebody there, There was a youth who came to the church. And when he came to the church, I preached. And I called for an altar call. He came and he got saved. And I said, thank you, Lord, for what you have done. I'm telling you, we shall shall see God's manifestation in our lives, in our churches, in the world, when we go to preach, in our families, in Jesus Christ's name. And therefore, I want to end up there. Because our time has gone. That we may pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Mm. We thank you, Lord. As we pray like that, a great summary of this message is that for us to walk with God, we simply have to please him. Mm. And I know I didn't read the scripture, but the scripture came on the screen from the book of Genesis chapter five verse 22 to 24. The Bible says, Enoch walked with God. Please, if you can bring it. The Bible talks very well there. Enoch walked with God. After he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. That was the scripture which we are reading. The cross reference of that scripture is in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. The Bible says, That is Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. He pleased God. That were, those were our key scriptures today. So if you want to walk with God, you must work to please God. Are we working to please God in our lives? Have you taken our account of our lives, spiritual lives? Are we pleasing God? How is your life today? And therefore, I want to say this. For those people who are not born again, if you want God to be pleased in your life, you have to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That is the beginning of everything. You accept the sacrifice which was made there on Calvary. You accept the blood of Jesus Christ, like this brother who is called Joshua who got to saved today. You can receive Christ wherever you are. Maybe you are in Mixala, or you are watching us through Zoom. You can take that step. God has been searching. He has been looking for you for a long time. You can receive him and he can forgive you our sins and you can live a victorious life and you begin to walk with him. For us who are born again, We have seen that we need to please God that we may walk with him. We need to please him in our day-to-day life. So this is a question to you, but you answer yourself. Am I pleasing God in my life? Because we need to see the manifestation of God even more in our lives. So I want us to pray this time. Can we bow our heads so that we may pray? Father, we thank you and we bless you. We have spoken this word, Lord, and you have spoken to us. We know that, God, you are so faithful. You didn't come to condemn us, but you came. The world is filled with darkness. But you have told us, God, you shall be with us even up to the end of the age. When the heathens feel insecure, we are secure, Lord, because we are in you. And now help us daily that we should be able to please you, to walk in faith, to commune with you, to have quality time with you. That, oh dear Lord, we may worship you, that we may please you, that we may sacrifice whatever you have given us for your kingdom. And therefore, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you touch each and every one of us, those in Mixelar, those in Zoom, at their points of their needs, in their houses, wherever they are, in Jesus' name. Those who are facing difficulty right now, We decree and declare your liberty in their lives in Jesus' name. Father, I speak that your people may obey you in Jesus' name. Wherever they are, we need to see your manifestation in our lives. We give you praise. We give you glory. Those who are not born again, I pray for them. Let the grace of salvation reach out to them. That, Lord, they they may open up their hearts to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior in their lives. We bless you, and we worship you, O God. Thank you I've spoken your word, and I believe it shall bear fruits. For in Jesus Christ's name, we have prayed and believed. Amen and amen.